You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to One Two Me You, brought to you by Trust Records. This episode features two very talented photographers, Edward Culver and Atiba Jefferson. Edward took many iconic photos, including the cover of the Trust reissue of Circle Jerk's Group Sex and Wild in the Streets. Atiba shoots everything from skateboarding to the NBA and recently directed the video for the song Wild in the Streets. The conversation you're about to hear took place at Ed's house in Los Angeles, California. The episode was also filmed, and to view it, head over to Trust Records YouTube. So, um, I thank you for taking the time. Thank I'm you. a huge fan. I know, like, all your photography, uh, well, looking at it. Um, my brother, it was probably five or six years ago. I don't know where he got it, but um, got me the damaged photo. The photo or the album or what? The, no, the photo, a print. Uh-huh. Of yours. So oh, I have cool. uh, one of your prints up at my house, actual photo. I don't know if it was a show you went to of yours, but oh, cool. I was very excited. When did you first pick up a camera and what made you pick up a camera? An old friend of mine came over and bought a 35 millimeter camera. Um, and we were goofing around taking pictures in the yard. I'd never worked with one at all. And took some pictures in, in the inside and outside. And then, um, not very long after that, I kind of ended up with a really cheap piece of junk, 35, and that's actually when I started going to punk shows, and I started taking it with me and shooting photos. That's what I started out shooting as punk show back in late 1978. Were you going to shows first, or were you shooting pictures first? Like, what, 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 what? Simultaneous. Simultaneous, like, because, um, I mean, that's the birth of punk rock, or hardcore, whatever labels it might the but okay, that came a little bit later in the 78. What was the first show that you photographed? Actually, it was the motels at Madame Wong's, which I uh, I liked their early stuff. It was dark and moody and stuff, but it's like right away that like the Hong Kong cafe opened and I go, Oh, this is the shit, I'm gone, you know. And it's like I was I went to Madame Wong's about three times, I think, but you know, I lived at the Hong Kong cafe. I always said that Madame Wong's is where the new wave went to die and i always thought it was really bizarre and just ridiculous that you know they say punk and new wave you know and people say you're in the new wave and i go fuck no i like punk rock you know and it's like they're not why do they say i'm in the same sentence they're made as me makes no sense they were going on just chronologically the same but it's like they don't relate at all you know back i mean back then it was obviously all film digital world we live in now mm-hmm. but what 
like, were you in high school? Were you in college? Were you processing it yourself, going to a lab or at your apartment? What was your process um, in making those photos? Um, I was 29. At first, I was sending my negative through Thrifty to process. And then I met a, a, a friend that uh, he was a high school photography student. And then I set up the darkroom finally, and we both used it. And it was like we lived in there. <laughs> Yeah, do you still, uh, do you still print? No. No. Uh, I mean, I grew up in the, for me, I picked up a camera through skateboarding and, uh, it was high school and it was black and white darkroom. And mm -hmm. I just saw the magic of the first time I saw print and I was like, I love Oh, watching it come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the developer is mm -hmm. something about The smell, it. the chemistry, the pollution. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad for the earth and yourself Yeah, uh, physically. But that's what really was one of those things where I was like, I really loved it. Um, do you feel like the process in the dark room when you were doing that, were you thinking about that when you were shooting your photos, right? Because, I mean, a lot of your stuff, you were using flash as well, correct? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Right. And I mean, back then... It was real low light, a lot of that stuff, too. You virtually had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, did that... Were you always... Were you... How much was black and white and how much was color? Back then? Mm -hmm. Oh, I only shot... I think my friends, Christian Death, I shot them twice. I shot color photos twice of them. And uh, I don't know, not much else, unless I was doing an album cover like Sleep and Sleep, Feed for 45 Grave and stuff. And uh, I'd shoot color, but live stuff, I always shot with black and white. And what film was that? Kodak Tri-X 400. Do you have a favorite film? That's what I always used, the Tri-X, yeah. Would you self-roll it, or would you just buy it in the roll? No, I'd buy it in the canister. But when I would take it out of my camera, instead of rolling it all the way back in, which you would have to break the canister open and then trim it and then line it up yes. on the reel, I would back, as soon as it went slack, I would stop rolling it. I'd take it out, tear the end off, and shove it in my pocket. That meant it was exposed, but the tail was out, so I could trim it all yeah. fancy. And then just turn off the light and go, you know. Yeah, I remember a friend teaching me the technique of uh, the same thing. It was more in skateboarding, like if a trick was made and you had that roll real quickly, scrape it on the ground. If you didn't oh. have like a Sharpie, mm -hmm. and then, you know, this is obviously bought like T-Max or, or, and uh, you know, the black would scrape to the silver. Mm -hmm. and you'd be like, that's the keeper. So, you know, um, you know, you have so many so many amazing moments uh you've shot so many great bands you've seen about that much and i'm not i'm not, oh, I'm, I'm not exaggerating at all <laughs> well that's the thing about photography uh you know obviously you've you captured a lot of history um it wasn't and, history then <laughs> yes it wasn't at it all wasn't. nobody gave a fuck about it yeah right you know and uh you know i i got into shooting bands and now, you know, but back then film was so valuable for someone like me um, in high valuable, school. Very expensive. Or, or sorry, film was so expensive. Yeah. That's, yeah. That and like, so it was like each frame, you know, you were like. Make it count. Make it count. 
and you really just didn't without a camera like we do a cell phone and shoot every mm. picture of these cute well, a lot of pictures you know a lot of like the digital ones it's like when i when i photographed tom waits i took three frames you know, click 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 and i was done and all three are printable and you know if somebody had tom waits in front of them now they take 200 photographs in a minute just, hey that'd be a good one in there maybe yeah. you know just pay attention to what you're doing it's all about lighting and timing and composition you know and you know how you can uh once you get somebody in a lighting situation you can actually have a move you know and like oh yeah right there looks really good i used to have a cord with a socket and a light bulb and i'd turn it on i'd study how the light fell on people's faces and then i'd set up my key studio lights when i had a studio and was doing that type of photography but just by studying the light on their faces yeah yeah i mean i always say myself like I see photographs, I see light. Like I see a perfect portrait of you right here with your hands crossed. Like it's in my blood, right? Mm -hmm. Like I cannot turn it off. Do you have that same thing? Are you constantly composing photos when you see? Um, no. <laughs> no. Do you love still taking pictures? Uh, to a degree, yeah. What do you love about it still? Taking a good photo. Hey, Rita, you want to yeah. join the crew? Come here. Oh, how's my sweet belt? Oh. I mean, it's funny for me because I, I just still love it so much. But a lot of times what I always say is when I look at my own photographs, I still see what I learned from what I did wrong. Um, and it's not that's that the best way to learn. You learn from your mistakes. You're not going to do it again. Exactly. That's the way I did. Did you think you would have such a great career that you have? I mean, no. I, you know. I was doing it for the fun of it. Right. Yeah. Were you working a job back then? Oh, I had a bunch of shit jobs, yeah. I used to drive a forklift, I roached coffee, I built diesel trucks, did all kinds of weird stuff. I, I actually, I started supporting myself quite quickly. You know, after a couple of years of shooting, I was supporting myself off of And was that mostly record covers or editorial? Yeah. Uh, both. Right. You know. Well, I, I used to uh, do, I call it the L.A. Bleeder and the L.A. Weakling, that I worked for both of them. And I, I lived in Cabina, and I would drive, like, somewhere to West L.A. or Hollywood or something to do a, a photograph. And then I would turn around and go back home and develop it and print it and choose a photo and then turn around and drive back and deliver it to them. And, like, the, the reader was on Wilshire on, like, you know, mid Wilshire, actually west of that. And then uh, I think the LA Weekly was up on Hollywood Boulevard or something. Yeah, right. But, you know, and I'd, I'd do that and I'd get paid 30 or 40 bucks. And it was like, that would have been basically a hundred miles trip of driving. Yeah, I know where Covina is. That's... Yeah. So, like, it's 25, 26 to downtown. So that, that makes it a hundred miles just like shooting, delivering, and buying the film and paying for yeah. the processing. But I got my name out there every week, right? you know? And then one time there was an exploiter riot in Huntington Park in 1983 or two or something. And I was there and I shot a bunch of pictures. And so the next morning, both of the directors would call me up and goes, hey, we heard you were there last night. We want pictures. And I printed uh, three different photos. I did two sets of three different photos and gave them to them. They both ran the same one. And they were all pissed off at me. And it's like, this wasn't an assignment. Yeah, you, know, you asked. Who said you had exclusivity? And it was like, hey, it was just a fluke. They chose the same one. And, you know, I quit working for them both at the same time. It's like, okay, 
not to eat firearms. What are, um, you know, whether if you want to say it's pride or proudest or what, what are pride or sin? <laughs> I, 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 I've been doing some interviews lately. I really watch the way I ask these questions. <laughs> um, Ahmad Jamal was like, there's no great, there's no favorite. And it really made me rethink about that because, you know, he's right. There's no one, I'm sorry. No great or favorite. Because I'd be like, who's your favorite musician you recorded with? And mm. I love them all. Do you have some of your favorite photos? Like, is there a handful we can talk about that you really love? Well, I'm still discovering some out of my files. You know, I'm in the process of working on a second book and been scanning stuff. I just found a really killer picture of 98-pound weakling Tony at a lesson in the crowd with uh, Mike Ness up working on the stage, pulling him out of the crowd. That's pretty neat. That's awesome. That's a good photo. What about some of your favorite just shows? The shows concerts that, I that saw? you went to? Yeah, if you had to pick a couple that you still to this day are like, that was such an amazing show. Oh, I've seen a lot of those. Like, you know, I saw the Mother of Invention when Freakout was released. That was amazing. I saw Captain Beefheart when Trout Nash were up, like it was released. A bunch of different. I saw the Kinks at the Whiskey, T Rex at the Whiskey. T-Rex is amazing. I don't like, I'm not a big fan of pop music, but those guys rule. Right. They're so great. What about some punk rock moments? Uh, I kind of thought you were alluding to that. But I see, I'm older and I get all kinds of other stuff before this stuff. You know, the early Dead Kennedy shows at the Whiskey in 79 and 80 were just fantastic. The Black Flag, like uh, the Barn show with uh, the Dead Kennedys and Minor Threat and MDC and, uh, you know, Circle Dirks and Wasted Youth at the Whiskey. There's a bunch of great shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I those are all great to me, you know. And your photography. I mean, Bad things. Yeah, you're, the HR jumping shot. Uh, it's straight up. And what, what I like about that photograph is he's actually levitating. He's not moving. He's He topped out right at that millisecond. And the microphone's floating. He's not going up or down. He's like right there. That's what I like. You kind of get that impression that he's sort of almost levitating. I yeah. think. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know the the Circle Dirt Group sex cover that I did. That was just the Marina Del Rey skate park when I shot that. Yeah, that. I mean, every. You know, uh, that's a record I grew up with, and I remember hearing that. It didn't really translate. I just looked at the big group. Mm. And then they're like, no, it's at a skate park. Were you more, uh, were you more Keith Black Flag or Circle Jerks? What do you mean? Do you like Keith and which band better? I never saw Keith and Black Flag. Oh. But I like them both. Right, 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 right. What was your first Black Flag show that you saw? Who was the singer? Des. Des. 79 or 80. Yeah. Wow. And one thing that I like, I thought about over here, it's kind of like, I really love like jazz music, but everybody thinks of me as like skateboarder, rock or hip hop, but I love jazz. I love jazz and writing specifically. And like we were talking, I just photographed 90 year old piano player. That's like one of my favorite shoots of all time. Mm -hmm. What is, what is maybe a show or a musician? I mean, you were kind of alluding with like T-Rex, but what is something that is polar opposite that you've photographed 
from your HR moment, whether, you know, whether is there an artist that isn't predictable to what people associate with? Um, I've done some weird covers if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, let's hear them. This clown name, uh, the record was called Lamore by Lewis, but the guy's name was Randy Wolf. That's just some kind of new AP organ music I never heard, and they skipped me for the payment. I did an album cover for Adrian Smed, that guy from TJ Hooker's. No way. It's weird shit, man. Like, hey, I'll do that. Okay, if you want me to do it. Oh, I was going to say, I, I never asked for work. In 44 years, I've never asked anybody for work. I've never had a published phone number. Um, How would people I've contact ne- I've never run an ad. Yeah. And I use uh, funeral sympathy cards with my information on them for business cards. Um, it's just word of mouth. You know, if you do good work, people will find you. You know, I'm not like, I'm never going to go out and start kissing any ass in the art world or the photography world. It's like, no, if you do good work, you don't have to do that garbage. Yeah. So I want to ask you about a couple of my favorite photos. <laughs> uh, first, damaged. Like, what was that photo shoot? How did that come about? Um, well, the band wanted me to shoot the cover and they talked about a concept of Henry breaking the mirror. And I came up with a way how to do it. You know, I, uh, I shot it at a place called the Hawksley House, an old 20s wood frame house in uh, Hollywood by the freeway. And um, when I went over there to shoot, they had a mirror there. And I went to uh, shoot. I brought a bottle of red Indian ink with me. And um, when I got there, I took duct tape and put it on the back of the mirror and turned it over and cleaned it. And then I hit it with a hammer and then I cleaned it again. And then I took my red Indian ink out in the kitchen and started playing around with what was out there to make the blood. And uh, so I came up with uh, the red Indian ink for color, liquid dishwashing soap for consistency, and instant powdered coffee for color and consistency and mixed it up in the kitchen and went out and did it. See, if he just went damp, there wouldn't be any blood on his ears. Yeah, you I know? thought it was real the whole time. It looks, you know, it looked, that's what it's supposed to look like, you know, but it was all set up. When I did those photos, a lot of those photos, like I was, you know, set it up and created it and made it happen by yeah. manipulating light and doing different stuff. But like damaged, you didn't have Polaroid to test it. You just... I shot it with a 35, yeah. Yeah, you just started with 35. So you didn't know if you had it until you processed it. Basically, yeah. yeah. But isn't that funny how confident we were when that's all we knew? Well, I knew my camera was like a yeah. crazy. Yeah, and you don't with digital. That's the problem is you don't have to, unfortunately. Um, what about Wild in the Streets? I want to hear about that. I want to hear... How that got put in focus, I don't think everything Nothing, but it wasn't in focus. That's the problem. <laughs> How did that shoot go now? Um, I don't know. I went up to San Francisco with the Circle Turks and Social Distortion. We drove up there and they wanted me to do this Wild in the Streets album cover. And so, it, I don't know. We There was a parade and they decided to crash the parade, which would kind of add to the chaos of wild in the streets. And they were all scared of getting busted. And I had to 
run ahead of them and slide to a stop and turn around and try and focus and then shoot the frame and then focus again and shoot a frame and maybe get off another one and then have to run ahead because they're walking really fast and they're right up on top of me again. You know, and I did that a couple of times and then everybody kind of split and got out of there before the cops showed up type of thing and it was like this crappy photo in my opinion and then my good friend, the art director, knocked the band members out in black and white, which made them look dropped in. So it made it even like, you know, that's a, it's out of focus. It sucks, you know? Like, first thing you do is focus the camera. That's the first thing. And then you work on the composition. Well, I mean, if, you know, not that it matters, but I never saw that at all. I always saw an amazing photo. So. Well, the, the group sex was the first album I did. I'm, I'm happy with that. And I created what, you know, and what Diane's in Cabbage Treatment and stuff. It's an icon. Yeah. You know? It's historic. You know, I don't think that Wild in the Streets is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Dan, the first year, so well, and then really well. Yeah. Yeah. I did the photo and the graphic treatment and the typeset on the cover. Oh, really? I love that. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.